Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Dot net. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggrey and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, talks picking it up, let's go. Anyway, he never really talks much, never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities, given despite the fact that many misjudge him because he makes a living from writing rats. Put it together himself, got a picture connect. Never asking for someone's help, but to get some respect. He's only focused on what he wrote, his will is beyond reach. And now it all unfolds, the skill of an artist. 20% skill, 80% fear, be 100% clear, because Ryu was ill. Who would have thought he'd be the one that set the West in flames? And I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verse? This dude is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard from a death guy. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will. 5% pleasure, 50% pain, 100% Sick and he's spitting fire and mice. Got him out the dryer. He's hot. Found him in Fort Minor with top. But a fucking nihilist porcupine. He's a he's a the type. Women wanna be with him. Rappers hope he gets eight years in the making. Patiently waiting to blow. Now the record with your notice taking over the globe. He's got a partner in crime. This is equally dope. You won't believe the kind of that comes out of this kid's throat. He's not your everyday on the block. He knows how to work with wood. He's got making his way to the top. He don't think it's a common on his name. People keep asking him, was it? Giving that birth doesn't stand for an act. But no, he's living proof. Let him rock in the booth. He'll get you buzzing quicker than a shot of vodka with juice. juice. Him and his crew are known around as one of the best. Dedicated to what they do and get 100%. Nobody really knows how or why he works so hard It seems like he's never got time Because he writes every note and he writes every line And I've seen him at work when that light goes on in his mind It's like a design is written in his head every time Before he even touches a key or speaks in a rhyme And those other fellas he runs with the kids that he signed Ridiculous, without even trying How do they do it? This is 10% luck, 20% skill 15% concentrated power of will 5% pleasure, 50% Trusting the old line. At first, I was like going off what I knew last year, like with the older guys that had them left in the game. It was, it was like kind of fast. I just started trusting the old line, taking what they give me in the right holes, slowing down my steps, making the right reads. All right, well, I had high aspirations for doing something different there. But anyway, that was uh, Rashad DeBinion talking about his improvement and what he has done to become what he is today, which is a key cog in the Razorback offense, as we welcome you into the zone today. We are happy to have you, Kevin Kelly, sitting in for Wes Moore today. Christian Weaver is going to be here for Christian Weaver all day, and I am just the button pusher guy. Thanks for being with us. We're going to have a good time. Wes is off the rest of the week. And, uh, Coach, I appreciate you coming in a little early today. Thank you to the Little Rock Athletic Club. We will play your open officially here in a minute. But uh, Razorback running backs, the story this week, um, A.J. Green maybe a little bit dinged up. And DeBinion, impressive. His best game as a Razorback last weekend. And we also got some great news. The Rocket Man returning, it looks like, to action this week for Arkansas. And it could not come at a better time in what is what we're calling, I hate to use this term unless it's a literal must win, but it feels like a must win game for Arkansas if they're going to pull one out because going to Ole Miss won't be any fun. We know Alabama is going to be a difficult place to play, even though they've got some issues. Um, so this feels like a really important game this week. Yeah. Should we turn your mic on? I see, I'm so used to yeah. putting Wes's four, number four on, but anyway. Oh, uh, 
Uh, I'd say, you know, must win is always funny because it depends, like, what kind of season do you want to have? If you want to have a good season, this is a must win. I want them to go if to a If you're bowl. okay with 6-6, six and six, this may not be a must win. But if this one isn't a must win, next week will be. Yeah. And if that one's not a must win, the next week will be. And you don't want Bama to be your must win. I don't, I'm not sure that Arkansas gets to a bowl game without winning this game. Missouri looks like a much tougher game, and Missouri always seems to have Arkansas's number. Let's just count FIU as a win, although I already counted BYU as a win, and I was wrong. But that would give them three wins. Uh, you know, you're going to get Mississippi State at home. you got to win that game. That's four wins. That's not a no, shoe-in. None of these are gimmies. I'm just well, saying, I know. These are, these I'd like to go in. back to the week before the, the Wednesday before the season starts, and everybody's like, oh, they're going to be this and this, and I'm like, it's 50-50 we're bowl eligible. Even then, I, I, could, I could just see, man, that four-game stretch that we're in now was the one that you had to win your first three. And we all thought, even I thought they were going to win that, you know, the BYU game. Sure. But now you're in the middle of crap. Now, here's the good and the bad. When you lose a game like they lost against BYU and everybody expected to win, but you're at home, it's on ESPN, and you kind of get, you know, it's easy to get defensive and rally the troops and play great hard the next game, which we did. Mm-hmm. But you need to win that game when you rally and play really hard and play a good game, and we lost it. Mm-hmm. Here's where it's natural, human, and it is for college players, pro players, high school players. When you don't win, after you put everything you had, and we played a hard game, we played hard, we played good. When you don't win that, man, it's easy to fall off. And if you step down this week against A&M, although we're lucky, they're not great right now and they lost their quarterback, man, you could be in a lot of trouble. I mean, it would be easy to lose some of the troops. I don't think it makes much difference to you. I mean, is Max Johnson a significant drop-off from Wegman? No, I so. no, I, I don't think he is. I mean, you know, for a while they thought they were going to start him. Mm-hmm. You know, so no, I don't think so. And you saw what he did in the second half. Bobby Petrino just plugs and plays, and, and he teaches. Those. He's a teacher. Mm-hmm. I know him well. He is a teacher. I've watched him teach up close. I've let him teach me. He's a teacher. He's good, and he's done a good job with him. Arkansas should have won the game last year, without a doubt. Arkansas certainly should have found a way to win one of these last two games. The little things, the penalties, and just the lack of execution at critical times. We, we talked about the timeouts a little bit. There are little things that have cost them the last two games. If you could have split those, you'd feel different. you got two wins right now. So, again, I'm going to go backwards to, to, to today. To today. So, Missouri, again, it's a toss-up game at best because Arkansas has not had success, and they're also decent. They're four and zero, and they're ranked. They shouldn't. They're not a top twenty-five team necessarily, but they are four and zero for now. They they win. They win their games. They do. They beat Kansas State was a big win. Absolutely fantastic win. And then yeah. Kansas State bounced back and thumped BYU last weekend. I know. I know. Um, so FIU, I'm going to count it as a win. That's three. Yeah. I'm going to count Auburn as a win because they're hapless offensively. Maybe they'll be a little bit better than I just don't know if he has the personnel and offense. I'm not saying Arkansas. Again, none of these are guaranteed. His offense is not. The Philip Montgomery's running that offense, and he's not great. He was a highly thought of coach a few years ago, wasn't he? Well, a, he, he was until he went to Tulsa and just pandered around there. But mm. yeah, but he was a you know he was the Art Bryles offense under there, and what they do is RPO or throw it sideways or deep, and that's not a good combination. Well, He's let's, throw talk, stuff. let's just talk about the games you're going to be favored in. Okay? okay, how about that? Will they be favored in some? You're going to be favored at FIU. You're going to be yeah, favored. They'll home win against, that. That's that's a winner. You're going to be favored against Auburn at home. It may only be a field goal, but you're going to be favored. We should win that one. Okay, so that's four. That's four. Okay, you got to find two more wins to get to okay, a bowl g- game. Give me some more. Mississippi, Mississippi State, State favored. you can be favored. Ha- that's it. Absolutely, you have to win. Okay, that's five. That's five. That and Auburn, you have to win. So now you have to win A&M at Ole Miss, at Alabama, at Florida, or Missouri. So you got to win. You got to win Missouri or Florida. Well, assuming we lose through this tough tr- tough stretch, I'm not assuming they're they're losing this week at all. I'm not assuming it, but I'm gonna just tell you this: they better freaking bring it. They need to find a win the next three weeks. That's what I'm thinking. If they're gonna if they're gonna make a bowl game, because I don't feel great about Missouri per usual, and you could slip up against Auburn. I just yeah, well, I watched Auburn against Cal. I hate one game. You're right. Looking golly. Well, they've looked bad every week. They look. Let's be honest. They didn't do anything against A&M last week. No, they look like they suck. Okay, they're not gonna lose that game. Let's just say that at home. They can't. Should they can't this lose. be a secondary question of the day? Is this a must win if you want to make a bowl game? Yes. Good question. Okay. What's the other question today? It's a little more complicated, but I think it's a good one because I think people have their thing they want. And I've always said, I've always compared, uh, well, just give them the question, then I'll, then I'll delve into it. Well, you had it phrased the right way, and I was a little busy doing things. So. Okay, you mean do it again? Do it again. Okay, so the question is, what is your mu- number one muscular goal? They did a poll of 285,000 wow. fitness enthusiasts. This is thorough. But this is fitness enthusiasts. So this isn't your common man. No, these are your... people who work okay. out, though. I and gotcha. what, what's the number what one thing want? you want to do? 
I would bet it's going to be abs as one. I would bet. It is. Gymless.org is the uh, is the organization. They pulled 285,000 fitness enthusiasts. What is your number one muscular goal? Chiseled abs finish number one, followed by wide shoulders, followed by V-shaped back, big arms, thick legs. Large pecs was 8%. It was the bottom of the group. I was surprised by that because that's way up on my list. Oh, I know it is. But abs is number one. I But the thing about abs is abs is not a workout thing as much as it's a dining room thing. If you eat perfect and you do the things you have to do to get lean, that's how you're going to see them. You can do a million sit-ups, but mm-hmm. if you've got a big layer of fat over the top, you're never going to see your abs. Because no. everybody has abs. It's just... Well, I, I assume so. Them. I've never seen mine. I assume they're in there <laughs> I, because I walk upright and I don't slump over. I assume the, the core has something to do with that. Yeah. I've often said I only take two things on faith, Jesus Christ and my abs, because I've never seen either one, but I believe they're both they're both a thing. Oh, they're there. Yeah, no doubt. Well, the thing about abs is, like you said, it's it's a combo. If you can work, some people don't mind working out. They'll work out like monsters, but you got to eat right and the workout. I mean, that's a two-pronged... Yeah. You can have big arms just by working hard. Do I want to never Whether have you dessert? eat right or not? Do I want to not drink beer? Those are the things i got to give up. So, do you? how bad do you want those abs? That's what it comes down to. Not bad enough. And, that, and, and, and this is for everybody out there. Whatever, you, whatever it is you want to do in the weight room or with your body or whatever, it comes down to this. If it's important enough to you, you'll you'll get there. And if it's not, you won't. Right. Like your abs. If you're if it's important enough for you and me to have abs, we'll give up. I'll give up ice cream. You'll give up beer. You know, and we can have those because we both work out probably hard enough to do it. Right. But if we're but it's not important enough to us right now. The ice cream's more important. The beer's more important. I'm doing a good job with the intermittent fasting. That's about the only thing I can say. But I'm still you know having things that I shouldn't be having. I think you're a catch for any woman. Thanks, Coach. You're welcome. Oh, you're I really think, he's full of praise today. Yeah. Life's too short to give up things you enjoy like beer. It is. <laughs> and here's the thing, though. Well, he might enjoy his abs. I, I would for Other a while. Would probably I'd like it. to see you here in a half shirt, shirtless. Let's do the shirt, do the show, no shirt one day. Maybe that'll inspire you to work hard for a t- couple weeks. It would set that date. There was a period of time in my life when I was younger, and I didn't really know a lot about nutrition. Yeah. And I would eat with my shirt off sometimes just to, like, disgust myself and be like, you're so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. I, you, I've done that before, too. Take my shirt off and just stare at myself and go, my God. Yeah. Just I mean, do something. Come on. Get a handle on it. you do something, yeah. It's funny because when I was on TV, I was actually fatter than I am now by far. Not even close. But I was eating so many terrible things, I didn't realize we're bad. Like, I was waking up every morning and, like, I'm eating bowls of cereal. And When I was coaching, I could have tucked and rolled. I was a little butterball. <laughs> You, know, I mean, you were a lot bigger. You're a lot, you're a lot leaner four, now. I was 40 pounds heavier than I am now. Yeah. 40. That's were, a lot. You were jacked for a while. I was, you're still I, fit, but I, I mean, you're lean. I like the power lift. Yeah. We were doing squats and I love all cleans that. and all that stuff. That's the problem. The stuff you got to do to get lean, I don't like doing. I don't want to well, do like low weight, high when reps. You get, and, when you get older, and, and you're, you're not young. No, I know that. That heavy weight stuff will eventually get to your joints, your shoulders, your elbows, your knees, yeah. your hips, and all that. So then was, you got to start going lighter and looking good. I was thinking this morning, uh, I was listening to a pirate looks at 40, and I'm like, this pirate's about to look at 50. And I'm like, I am not ready to face that. Yet. I had a lady tell me the other day, and I don't know if it was a compliment or a curse. She looked at me and she said, you know, if you cut your head off, you look like you're like 25. I said, thanks, maybe. Thanks for, you know. I don't know. I've never seen a headless 25-year-old coach, well, so I can't I speak either, to it. But I was thinking, well, my head up looks like it's 90, I guess. I don't know. We are going to talk about things you're actually interested in. Uh, Rocket Sanders, real quick on this. That's, that's kind of big, but it could be weird because Dominion's been running well, A.J. Green's been running well, and now... You bring back another guy in the fold. You split their things. It's tougher to get into a seam of things. It's tough to get into a rhythm. That's going to be interesting. It could be a really, really good thing because he's obviously really good. Mm-hmm. But it could be a mess up the mess up the chemistry thing. Dominion says, quote, I'm so excited that he's back. He's a tremendous leader as well. He says, uh, him, AJ, Dominique, they keep me motivated every day bringing it to practice. I got this out of the... Uh, Arkansas Democrat is a good job. I'm glad he's saying that, but what do you think he's going to say? I want more carries. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's what he's thinking. Listen, I've been carrying the load. Let's put him in the back. He can get whatever down there. No doubt. No doubt about it. He's not going to say that. Um, Yeah, anyway, I think the point is I don't want to oversell it. If Arkansas loses to Texas A&M, the entire year is not lost. Because honestly, like, I feel like they've got a shot to go to Ole Miss and win. It's lost. I feel like they've got a shot to go to Florida and win. If they lose this one. They're in a bad, bad, bad spot because, and but, I'm thinking like a coach. I'm thinking inside the locker room. I'm thinking 
that kind of. I'm thinking you got guys that think they're going to the NFL that really aren't. Some of them, mm-hmm. some are, some are, and all of a sudden they start going. I'm not going to really commit and get hurt and do all that. So, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. And then it's the other people like, well, maybe this isn't the year. Maybe we can't do it. And they start doubting the coaches, doubting themselves, doubting. You lose confidence. You're not as good at anything. You lose this game, That's true. and you lose a buttload of confidence. Because this is one, you know, when they walked into the Western Carolina game, they knew they were going to win. They know. They go, like, we know we're going to win. When they walked into the BYU game, they thought they were going to win. And now, the walking into LSU, they thought they were going to win. And now, when you walk into A&M, I think you hope you're going to win. I think they hoped they were going to win LSU, and then they had a chance I think they thought they were going to win. Hmm. I think they really just listened to the player. I mean, I really think... They thought they were going to win, and and they should have. They played a good enough game to win, except for a few. You're almost a three touchdown underdog. You should not expect that necessarily. No, no, but the kids don't. The kids did. I think they didn't care. The game is always close at LSU. I mean, it's almost that's true. always close. Well, it's been three points four years in a row. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's one of those games that everybody's got a chance. And I, th- I don't even think it's that. I think they just still believed we can pull this together and win. But I think now, for the first time, for the first time now, they really wonder. Arkansas has lost 9 out of 10 to Texas A&M, and that is mm. unfathomable. I did not even know that was I, the deal. Same. I, when, I, I, when I saw that this morning, I was like, that can't be right. I would have thought the last 10, 5 and 5. I really would have thought 5 and 5. What, we're 1 and 9? 1 and 9. That's not a good run. No, that's, I mean, that's Alabama-esque almost. Oh, God. Except for Alabama's course, I went 16 or 17. Um, I don't know. Rocket Sanders is not going to be the difference. He's good, and I like him. He's the best running back we've got. He's not the difference maker in this game. The difference maker is less penalties, better play calling, good quarterback play, and better defense. I mean, I mean, you got to do all those things. Well, how about the the penalties? To me, is the thing that's the, been the really penalties gross. is huge. Yeah, and, and you, we you, we got lucky. We got a lucky on the lucky side of some penalties the other day too. The late hit on KJ Jefferson. If they called that on us against. The LSU, the fans would have been going nuts. Mm-hmm. And we, we got bailed out of that, and we ended up getting a touchdown out of that. You know, so we can't, you know, the, the penalties have been on us. It hadn't been bad calls. It's been on us. And you got to fix that. I agree. Busy day today. In addition to Coach Kelly, we've got Michael Felder coming up. We'll talk to him about some of the games. He and Coach always like to chop it up. Bottom of this hour, we're going to talk to Stephen Davis, the Arkansas Travelers play-by-play voice. Travs held on last night for a one-run win, and it is a winner-take-all championship game tonight against the sod poodles of Amarillo. Amarillo by morning, indeed. And they'll be riding all the way back on a happy bus if they can get the victory tonight. Uh, we're also going to talk in the final hour to the play-by-play voice of the Texas A&M Aggies, Andrew Monaco, who's his own favorite. Big fan of Andrews, really good dude, and looking forward to having him on today. So we'll visit with him coming up, get his thoughts on the marriage. And obviously, look, other than the Miami game, which they scored 30-plus points in that game, I think 33, um, you know, the marriage has worked pretty well. They've been much better than the other team offensively through the majority of their games. Obviously, being better than Auburn offensively is not saying a lot, considering how the Tigers have struggled on that side of the ball this year. But so far, so good, I would say, with the – with the situation, have you talked to Coach Petrino since they kicked off Game One? I have not. I have not. I wonder how he's feeling about the way things have gone so far. I would bet that he's feeling pretty good. I mean, because you know, he and Jimbo both had to wonder how this marriage was going to work out. Too, it's all fun and games. Is hey, I've got a good offensive coordinator. Hey, we're in a tough spot. Hey, they want to buy me out. Hey, you know, all that stuff. But they really wondered too. But I get the feeling that Jimbo didn't have a choice. I don't think right. it was like, are you going to let him call the plays? Like, step back, or we are going to get rid of you. This way. is, that's the thing. There's a marriage, right, where you meet your wife, you court her, you date her, you propose to her, and then you marry her. This is an arranged marriage, much like is, when yeah. Gus Malzahn was forced into Arkansas. And that was a square peg in a round hole. It was never fully... I don't want to say consummated, but it was never it was never a great fit. Now, there were some great moments of offensive brilliance at times when Gus was there. There's no question. And I think uh, this is going to be a little bit better situation maybe than that was. But the question is, how long does it go on when it's forced? And a lot of it comes down to Jimbo's ego. And if he can step back and go, this is the best thing for my program. It's also the best thing for me at the end of the day. Or maybe he's trying to get fired. I don't know, because they're going to give him $75 million to go away if he gets canned. It's not the worst situation in the world. No coach wants to get fired. I, I mean, it, to get fired and get $75 million. 
Well, I mean, we would too, but you know, not not if you're him, you're not, because you've got enough money already. That's right. not a big deal for That's you. Point. You like coaching. You don't want your name smeared. You're proud of what you've accomplished. You like know, John Rom the, said, is four hundred million more going to make the difference to me? Yeah, not really. Not really. That'd but, be nice but to say. every arranged marriage probably works for a while. Well, this is just a ticking time bomb, probably. But it's not going to go off this year. It's got to go bad for it to go bad, though. You know what I mean? For it yeah. to blow up, yeah. it's got to oh, go bad. It's got to go bad. If they win games like this, yeah. it's going to be fine. Yeah. And losing to Miami, again, is no indictment of the program. No, no, the no. I mean, you know, if, if they'd won that and they're undefeated right now. But Miami hasn't lost. And Miami hasn't but, played but That's what I'm saying. Training. They didn't lose to a trash program. Right. You know, they're doing well right now. And so that's not the world wasn't ending. You know, if they'd mm-hmm. gone and lost to Southern Utah. Watch it. Well, I, that's first what I thought of. I you know, it. but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Then the boosters are yeah, yeah, and we hired Bobby Petrino. I just think the arranged marriage works this year for sure. Mm-hmm. And it looks like right now it's working really well because their offense is 100 times better. Yes. All right, let me get uh, Kevin in here. We'll take a break. We'll come back after Kevin and talk to the voice of the Travs, Stephen Davis. Hi. Ke- Kevin, welcome. Hi, Hi Kevin. Hey, we, the, the offense runs off of KJ there. They're trying to get him. If he's going to be an NFL quarterback, he seems to me host the ball too long. What can they do to speed the process? I know they're waiting on a play to develop, but in the NFL, you rocking on about what, two, two seconds, three seconds back, you've got to be going with the ball. How can how can they get to that where we can get the ball out of his hand quicker, quicker, faster to get to the, get to that point? I'll hang up. In the NFL, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at next-gen stats. You can pull up next-gen stats and see for the week, for the year, what the quarterback's uh, average time to throw was. I'm just going to read a few of them. Tua, who's leading the NFL in passing right now, the average time from the ball touches his hand till he gets rid of his 2.34 seconds. That's insane. That's insane. But that's the way they are. Go down the list. 2.54, 2.68, 2.74, 2.53, 2.47. Zach Wilson, 13.5. 14, 15. You know. <laughs> but you're right. It, it, he's got to get the ball out of his hands. That is a, two, it's a two-pronged thing. It's not waiting till the play develops. It's developed. Most of the plays are developed quickly. Even long balls, they want you to throw in two and a half seconds and just put it to a spot. It comes down to what the way they're coaching him to do it and what they're allowing him to do on the field. And, you know, after I'm not saying the coaching's poor, but their job is to get him to get it out, and his job is to get it out. There's a failure in there somewhere on some of those plays, and that's hurting him some. And I think the, everybody sees it. You obviously saw it, Kevin. We see it. Everybody sees it. But if you go into the best quarterbacks on the planet, they're the ones that get the ball out the fastest. And you're right. I, I think you're right on. We've got to do better at that because sacks are drive killers. When I, was at, when I was at PA our last four years, we scored a touchdown like 88% of the time unless we had a sack or a penalty. Get you off schedule. So it's a drive. It's a drive killer because sure. we scored eight percent of the time. But if we had a sack, it went down to eight. Think about that. We were the best in the country, and it went from eighty-eight to eight. That's what a sack does. Mm. You have to avoid sacks at all costs. That's a great point. Because second and ten, if you throw an incompletion, is way better than second and seventeen. Sure. And neither, nobody can make that. No. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about Oakland real quick here, Coach. Got some great shows Love coming Oakland. up. I need your. I need a pick of the week this week. I decided to go with, and I like. Alabama on the road. They're given 15, I think, at Mississippi State. And Georgia has uh, Auburn this week on the road. I like them, too, and they're a two-touchdown favorite or more. Um, and then LSU going to Ole Miss at three. What did you think of that? I went with Ole, I went with LSU at Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss. You like Ole Miss? I think just because it's the after effect. For whatever reason, Basil's built his little uh, LSU-Arkansas boot thing. I think that's a real thing for the players. And I think it's an emotional game. It's a close game. I think LSU goes down. Mississippi's off the loss at Alabama. If they're going to have any shot, this is a must-win for them. Hmm. And I think they're going to. I think they'll win. I don't think so. But I'm, I was surprised by the line being three. I think LSU did not play particularly well against Arkansas because Arkansas just lost to BYU, and they're already looking ahead at Ole Miss and going on the road knocking those guys off. I also think LSU's defense is as good or better than Alabama's, and their quarterback plays much better. I don't, know about, I don't know about the defense being better. The quarterback's way better. But I don't know about the defense being better. How about the pass rush? Pass rush may be better. Okay. I don't know. Maybe not. Let's, let's see if they can make Jackson Dart uncomfortable. That'll be yeah. the key to me. Yeah. We'll see. 
I don't normally like to go against coach. That's gonna be a good game, though. I agree. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna watch it for sure. Uh, that's that's it. I'm gonna put a small wager on Ole Miss. Ole Miss okay, Oklahoma. great. Well, I'm going. I went the other way. That's my lock of the week. But I'm also one. That's your three lock this. of the week. I went one and three this week. Yeah. I went. I would if I'd known that. I would have just kept silent. What game do you like the most? I would have just kept silent. Well, it doesn't matter. It's okay. We can disagree. What SEC game do I like the most? Yeah. What wagering wise? OaklawnSports.com. How about laying big numbers for Alabama? Don't say A&M. For Alabama, don't. I don't want to hear no, it. I, Alabama I, I, and Georgia no. laying big numbers. Which one you like better? Miss. Okay, which what, what, how one about, of us is winning our lock of the week. <laughs> <laughs> how about Alabama and Georgia laying big numbers on the road against bad offenses? I mean, Georgia looks too easy to me. They could beat them thirty to nothing. I don't, yeah, I don't think Auburn's going to score. That's probably a good one because they. That's could, a rivalry game. They I know, could, but they could beat them thirty to nothing. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cal held the ba- Auburn to ten. Yeah, and Cal's not great. I, I I may parlay those Alabama. I know Alabama. I, it seems obvious too, but I'm like I think both of those win. I think you could easily if you want if you do, do your money line parlay money line parlay on Alabama, Georgia. And Ole Miss. Ole Miss. <laughs> Shut Because you always need one short one in there. Yeah, I got something short. Anyway, um, <laughs> we got to hit a timeout. But anyway, if you want to get a wager in, Oakland Sports, we've got the podcast coming out today. I happen to disagree with Coach, but it's not the first time. But it usually it's not good for business when I do. Uh, Mainline Sports Bar is a great way to watch the game. We can all come together and enjoy watching the game, even if our wagers don't come through the right way. There's great entertainment coming up later this month. Marcus King, October 27th. These are the shows that still have tickets available because they've sold out a couple of them, including the Beach Boys, early next month. Blues Travelers coming November 17th. I cannot believe that hasn't sold out. If I didn't have a, uh, a conflict, I'd be there at that one for 100%. Uh, Martina McBride, November 30th, and Tom Segura coming up in December. On December 7th, two shows. Get your tickets now at Oakland.com. You can book your room at Oakland.com. And, of course, head down there for the experience. You know, hit a table, make a few wagers on the games, watch the games in the main line, and then go over and have a great dinner at the Bugler or the Oak Room, or they have casual dining options, too. It's a beautiful thing, and music every weekend in Pops Lounge. It's Oakland. All the info for the resort is at Oakland.com. It's 10.32. We're back in a moment. Registration is open for the 2023-1037 The Buzz Fall Golf Tournament, Tuesday, October 10th at the Burns Park Golf Course, presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Some sad news out of the world of baseball. Baltimore Orioles Hall of Fame third baseman Brooks Robinson passed away yesterday at the age of 86. Robinson was a Little Rock, Arkansas native. He was an 18-time All-Star, a two-time World Series champion. He was also the 1964 American League MVP, the 1970 World Series MVP, and won 16 Golden Gloves in his career. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1983, getting 90 of the vote in his career. He hit 267. He had over 2,800 hits. He had 268 home runs and 1,357 RBIs. Brooks Robinson passes away at the age of 86. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Get wings the way you want them. Try Twin Peaks wings bone-in breaded, naked, smoked and grilled, or boneless in your favorite saucer rub. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. 
Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. Are you tired of driving that vehicle? Tired of paying that note? Well, in the month of September, Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is going above and beyond the competition to cancel unwanted loans and leases. It is the Guatney Exclusive Loan and Lease Termination program. Don't miss this opportunity to get out of the vehicle you don't want. During September, everyone will be approved. Plus, Guatney Chevrolet knows everyone can benefit from having no payments for the rest of the year. That's right, no payments in October, November, December. Some great deals right now at Guatney Chevrolet. New Silverados, 0% financing with approved credit. 2.1% financing on the 2023 Equinox. Go to the website, guatneychevrolet.com. Take a look at all the inventory, see all these great deals, then head to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville, get out of that bad car, get out of that bad note, and do some deals with Guatney Chevrolet. You're back in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone. To get into the show, call or text 661-1037. Now, let's see what Justin and Wes have to say on the Buzz Radio Network. The ones that hate me the most look just like me. You tell me what that means. Make a slick comment and see what that brings. I've seen it go down, we can reenact things. Extreme like BMXing. These boys can they BMXing. People in the city see the movement occurring and say, my God. I don't want to be in that scene. Ray, you want to be in this scene. She had the video trying to be in this scene. Murphy, shallow right center. But it hangs up in the air. Oh, he dropped, oh, he dropped it. <laughs> he dropped the ball. And Atlanta takes the lead. I can't believe the Cubs in that one. He just missed it. And the comeback. Is complete in the most improbable of ways. I find these uh, painful moments cathartic, you know, because I guess I'm just not meant to be happy in this world. And I told Wes two months ago when the Cubs started rising from the dead, that pretending like they were going to be relevant, I said, they're going to break my damn heart. And to lose the game the way they did yesterday, they blew a 6 nothing lead, I think they had, over the uh, Braves. They lose 7-6. to Um... That is so Cub, I can't even begin to tell you. And the problem is they've got Atlanta for a couple more days, and then they've got Milwaukee, a team that clinched the division yesterday because of the Cubs' loss. Milwaukee lost too, but the Cubs blew it, and so Milwaukee clinched the division yesterday. Uh, again, I'm a miserable human being, and thank you very much, Chicago, for sucking and breaking my heart. And at this point, like, I don't think they're going to make the postseason. They're big dogs today. They're going to be dogs in the next couple of days. they got Atlanta a couple more times, and they got Milwaukee. It's like, what a terrible way to end the season. Anyway, miserable. Let me get a call in here quick, and then Stephen Davis, speaking of baseball, going to join us from down in Amarillo to talk about the matchup in the championship game tonight. You can hear it on 106.7 between the Travs and the Sod Poodles. What's up, Austin? Yeah, so I, I wanted to call in. Uh, y'all were talking about the quarterbacks and getting the ball out. So with KJ, the biggest thing is, like, I mean, you can get the ball out in 2.3 seconds. That's fine. But in all reality, it takes your, your wide receivers making the right cut to – to be there where you're supposed to throw the ball. It takes Lyman blocking. Let's let's get off of KJ's back. Everybody's on top of him. He's leading the team. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Let's just go get a win. Go Hawks. Now get off him, Coach. Well, I mean... Are you on him? If he throws the ball sooner, they don't have to block as long. That's it's actually saying. very helpful to the offensive line for a quarterback to get it out, and that's why they emphasize that. No, I don't, I don't think... 
I, I don't think we were aiming at KJ. I think we said, hey, the coaches have to coach him a little bit better to get it out sooner, in my opinion. I think he's got to get it out sooner. That's not a knock. It may be a bad play. Nobody's open. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we've got to find a way to get it out sooner. And if he's going to hold it uh, instead of taking a sack and he's throwing incompletion, not take a big hit so he can play the next game, that's you know. The Brady way. That's, How many times we yeah. saw see Tom Brady throw it away and live to play another down and not take the sack and not get behind schedule? And, and we forget, but Peyton Manning was the same way. Drew Brees was the same way. You throw it, you don't hurt your team, It's you don't lose a yard. What's better, zero yards or negative six? Yeah, and what's better, zero yards, negative six with your quarterback banged up the next game Precisely. or not playing at all. That's a great point. Yeah, it's really twofold. Uh, question of the day is Texas A&M a must win for Arkansas if they want to go to a bowl. 90% of our v- listeners so far have said yes. So people are feeling pretty we're serious pretty about downers. this game. Yeah, we're pretty down right now. I think yeah, it's a must win because everybody's expectations wasn't to go to a bowl. They were not. When we started the season, We were not, that wasn't the Razorback fans' expectations were to go to a bowl. That's not their expectation. No. So if your expectations are higher than that, this is a must win. Yes, because here's the thing. Your expectations are eight or nine wins. Right. And if you don't even make the next level down, which is a bowl game at minimum, you're going to be devastated. So this is a must win. What is your number one muscular goal? Muscular shoulders is leading the way in the early voting. We have not had many votes. Large Peck's not got one vote yet. I'm surprised. Most of the dudes I know want to have some some boobs. Not, you know, like some other guys. There's been a lot of talk about man (laughs) boobs this week. Not the same kind. You know what's a must-win game? When you're in the championship game of the Texas League and you get a one game to win the whole darn thing. That's where the Travs are tonight, and Stephen Davis is joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. He's the voice of the Travelers. Stephen, welcome, and uh, what a great way to finish the season. It all comes down to this. It does. And technically, last night was a must-win game True. as well. You, know, you don't win last night. The uh, sucker was over, and Amarillo was celebrating, and they had a heck of a crowd here, and they were fired up. They were out for blood, and, and the Travs, speaking of not holding leads like your Cubs did, Four-run lead in the fifth inning disappears. Amarillo ties it in the eighth on a homer, and you're thinking, man, this thing's slipping away. They've got all the momentum, and you get a leadoff homer in the ninth out of nowhere and hold the one-run lead, and now you're playing for everything tonight. Uh, somebody's going to be real happy tonight, and the other team's going to have uh, uh, scratching their heads about what went wrong and why they weren't able to pull it out tonight. You guys split the division uh, series, the, the North Division series, you you know, the first two games, and then you come back and you scored like 100 runs and, par- and buried them in the last game. Any scenario you can see something similar tonight? Do you feel good about the matchup with the starting pitchers and whatnot? Well, that's what's crazy about tonight is both teams, because of injuries, because of guys who have been shut down for the year, because of various things, both teams are actually going to be bullpenning tonight it's going to be a bullpen game on both sides okay. so literally any scenario is in play tonight for these teams uh, i could you could see anything you could see especially with this ballpark out here i don't know if you guys have heard me talk about it before but hodgetown out here in amarillo is one of the five best offensive parks in all of baseball period at any level uh, we're at elevation out here we're over 3600 feet the wind blows out to left field it's a smaller ballpark the ball jumps here we had six home runs last night uh, combined between the teams, they were all solo homers. That's kind of standard, actually, for the ball, ball games out here. Uh, the previous playoff game they'd had this year was a, a ten inning game that finished twelve to eleven. So you're going to get some runs in this ballpark. That's just how it goes. And now you're going to see four, five, six, maybe more pitchers on each side, depending on who's available and how things are going. So honestly, you could see the Travs put up uh, 14 runs like they did in the Game 3 of the Division Series. I could see Amarillo putting up 14 runs. Their offense is that good. This game could be a 15-14 to 14 type game, or it could be like last night where pitchers are making pitches, getting out of jams, and you end up with some kind of 5-4, to 6-5 to five ball game again. But it's one of those ball games where you want to play from in front, so get some runs early, get a lead, and try to set up your bullpen with your big dogs as best you can. Although, when you get to a ball game like this, when you know it's the last one of the year, you're probably throwing your best guys no matter what the score is. I could have woken up with my head stapled to the carpet, and I wouldn't have been any more shocked knowing that Amarillo's elevation is over 3,000 feet. You really threw me well, off there. I was in there. I was talking to Rusty Meeks, the CEO of the Travs. He came by and brought his kids last week, and I was talking to him this morning. And he was telling me, I told him we had Stephen Davis on, and, he was, and his quote, quote, he sent me a text. He's our radio broadcaster, fantastic at what he does. 
We're so glad to have had him this long. And now I see why this guy has a background. I mean, he just laid out a picture for us. Yeah, that's thorough, and we know, and we could listen and be like, oh, why is everybody hitting home runs? Well, because they're at elevation. There's a little thing, you know, all this kind of stuff, and that's the way they play. When did they jack up Amarillo? I thought it was flat as a pancake. I had no idea. Oh, it's flat. It must be on a little plateau. It's flat. It's just up. Mesa? You're getting up in the panhandle. You're kind of getting to the the foothills of the Rocky Mountains if you look in the right direction. I guess so. Well, there you go. I didn't know it either. So tell me about the starter tonight for the Travs since they are bullpenning it out. Well, I'll break the news. Jake Haber is going to start tonight. He's made a few spot starts this year, I think three earlier in the year, but Jake's been a, a two-inning guy. Tops, maybe only one uh, is what they'll go with him tonight. It's going to be an all-hands-on-deck type situation. I haven't been able to find out. You know, If everybody's available tonight, uh, you're still not going to push guys to the limits where there might be injuries, but I would think anyone that could be available would be available tonight. So uh, they'll see what they can get from him to start and then go from there. They, you know, Last night, Prolander Baroa, who has been the Travs' most consistent reliever this year, the, the biggest power reliever they have, a guy who's been to the big leagues this season, was brought on for a six-out save last night, hmm. uh, which is rare uh, for him. And he promptly gave up a tying home run then to start the eighth inning, which is a home run only in this ballpark, in this league. Although, ironically, the one the Travs went ahead with in the ninth inning also was only a home run in this ballpark. So they got it back the next inning. But Baroa ended up pitching the final two innings last night. He threw about 35 pitches. So uh, they had a big ask of him last night. But that's what you got to do in what was a must-win game last night to get it done and close it out. So they've got lots of arms available tonight. I would expect to see uh, at least one hand's worth. Uh, at least five guys to the mound tonight for the Travs, if not six or seven if needed, depending on how things are going. Steven, a double-A championship is not the ultimate goal for any of these guys, but you can no. tell after winning the division championship, this does mean a lot to them. Just give me kind of the feeling of the team and, and how much you feel like winning this thing would, would mean to these guys. I mean, it's certainly a feather in the cap and a memory for them. Yeah, it would be, and this group's been pretty close all year. Now, some of the guys have cycled out of here to Seattle or to Tacoma with promotions throughout the season, but the group that's still here now, pretty close, uh, whether it's veteran guys that have been here throughout the year or some of the younger guys that have come up from Everett late in the season, uh, and you get to the playoffs, you want to win. Uh, you know, there's always that you know talk about the minor leagues. The guys, are they don't care about winning. They're just out here to try to get better. These guys care. You put guys out professional athletes you put them out there they're competing they don't want to get embarrassed everyone's trying to win ball games you put them in a playoff type scenario they're definitely trying to win ball games and i don't know if you guys have seen the video from when we clinched the, the division last week when in that third game at home against springfield the, the party with the, the spray into the champagne and the party mm-hmm. the boys had you get to do that so rarely in sports that if you get a chance to do it again you want to get it done, and no matter what, this is the last day this team's going to be together, and that means something to these guys. So uh, I have no doubt that they're going to go out there and do every little thing they can tonight to try to pull out a victory. And it's been 15 years, guys, since the Travelers won a championship in a, in a league that now has 10 teams and used to have only eight uh, a few years ago. Uh, 15 years is a long time to go between titles. So the Travs are trying to end what would be a decade and a half uh, drought tonight uh, if they can pick up one more win. Have they won the Texas League before? Yes, 2008 was the last one. Travs uh, have won several Texas League titles over the years. 19, so I can remember this correctly here, or I can look it up, actually, would be better. 77, 79, and 80. Uh, Travs dominated for three out of four years in the Texas League. Then they won in 1989, uh, which is kind of a legendary team in Travs history, the group that had Bernard Gilkey and Ray Lankford. Uh, and then 2001, uh, they actually won a shortened championship series after the September 11th attacks cut short the championship series that year. Travs were awarded the title, and then 2008, the last time the Travs won the Texas League. So it's been a while. Uh, they're few and far between, so you got to enjoy them uh, for, your, for your fan base and your front office when you get them. And hopefully tonight's uh, one to add to the list. There was one years ago, and I remember the call very specifically. I couldn't find it in the system there. I know we had it at one point. Phil Elson uh, was doing the games then, and there was a uh, an umpire that lost the count, and I think it was during the championship <laughs> series. I remember yes, the, the, the home plate umpire was Fritzoni because Phil kept saying his name over and over again. He was furious. What, what year was that? Do you remember? I don't remember. That was a traveler loss to, I believe, Midland in the championship series. And the ironic part of that was I believe it was a best-of-five series at that point. Phil actually hit me up on Twitter today, guys. It goes, man, it's amazing this is a best-of-three series. It's hard to believe this was best-of-seven not too long ago. Uh, just got changed a few years ago from best of five. It is a much different scenario when it's best of three series. You are in a sprint to the finish. I don't remember what year that was, though, where the Travs lost the, the deciding game. 
on a, a controversial uh, call with the, the umpire losing track of the count. Now the part that gets lost in the shuffle, and next time you talk to Phil, he can verify this. I'll text him. That Yeah, that was not a winner-take-all game. I believe the Travs were actually down significantly in that series and would have had to come back and win several games in a row, but that ended the series right there. So it was kind of a frustrating finish. Uh, to lose that. But yeah, I've heard that call and I've heard Phil's version of that story many times. It's legendary. Here's a common common fan question for you. How many of these guys from tonight will be on the roster on opening day, which is, uh, is only six months and eight days away, by the way. April 5th is the <laughs> opening day for you guys. Uh, how many of these guys will be on that roster to start next year? That's a great question. Uh, and you hope none of them. You hope they're all getting promoted or getting better jobs. Now, generally speaking, I would say off a 28-man roster, you're getting 10 to 15 of them at least back to start on opening day the next year. So uh, we had a high number this year. I believe it was close to 20 that had played for the Travs before that were back on opening day this year. Now we've got a little bit of a younger team now, but about half this group is also minor league free agents. Do you think uh, so sec- be looking for jobs? Do you think secretly down deep, some of the coaches and uh, CEO upper upper management are like wanting some of the guys back? Like, please don't take them up. We'll start the year with some guys. Everybody want to come out and watch opening day. You know what? The coolest part if they're back for opening day is if you win it, is you can have like a legitimate like ring ceremony oh, and, cool. and like honor the guys who were there from the year before. And it's not just two or three guys. It's pretty cool when you can do that. It's just the way it works. Double A is a high enough level of minor league baseball that you get a significant portion of your team back the next year. So there will be plenty of familiar names uh, back for Travs fans next season uh, at the start of the year that hopefully will get to celebrate a title depending on uh, how tonight goes. Well, good luck. 106.7 again tonight. First pitch is? 7.05. We'll hit the air at 6.50, and uh, we'll see how things go. Hopefully by about uh, 10 o'clock we've got smiles on our faces. Do you all spend the night there, or do you guys come back right after the game regardless? So here's the deal. Because this is the end of the season, the the Mariners are making travel plans for all these guys. So what's going to happen tonight is guys who are flying home to their destination will stay here in Amarillo tonight and fly out tomorrow from the Amarillo Airport to wherever they're going. They've brought all their stuff with them. They've moved out of Little Rock. The rest of the guys who have cars back in Little Rock will ride the bus back home tonight right after the game and then disperse from there uh, when they get back. So uh, this is it's literally goodbye tonight. Win or lose, there will be uh, hugs and tears after the game tonight, hopefully happy tears. But uh, this is a tough night. You get to the end, it's like you know the college basketball. You get to the final game of the tournament. You know, that's the end. You, yeah. One way or the other, you get to the, anything, a do-or-die game and, and World Series. This is it. So uh, this will be uh, this will be a fun one tonight, a uh, last go-around for the traps, and, uh, and we'll see where it goes before everybody disperses tomorrow. Well, to quote the manager from the fictional Cleveland Indians in Major League, there's only one thing left to do, win the whole blanking thing. So, I'm glad you, you censured yourself there. We would have had some problems otherwise. Hey, listen, i got to have a last day in radio. It just ain't going to be today. Steven, thank <laughs> you, buddy. I appreciate you. Safe travels to you, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. We'll see you later. All right, man. Great job this year, by the way. Enjoyed listening to you. Steven Davis, pro's pro. Awesome stuff. Listen in for the Travs tonight, folks, unless you're going to Amarillo. Then you can listen to it on the app. Hey, Razorback fans, it's Quinn Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Dingman shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location, Bell and Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, or on Facebook and Instagram. Is there any more satisfying feeling than letting an elevator door close on somebody? I did it at the hotel earlier. I got such a warm rush through my body. It felt like the inside of my body hugged the outside of my body, you know? And then you see it close and you're like... (laughs) Sometimes a second later it opens and you're like... Comedian Tom Segura, second show added, December 7th, Oakland Racing Casino Resort Event Center. Buy tickets at Oakland.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Erectile dysfunction is a very serious medical issue. It affects over 60% of men over 45. This can be caused from low testosterone, high blood pressure, diabetes, prostate issues, and high cholesterol. The staff at the Little Rock Men's Clinic are specialists in treating these issues. Our medical specialists will determine your specific problem and develop a treatment plan for your 
your specific needs. Our treatments have helped thousands of men with a 96% success rate. Call the Little Rock Men's Clinic at 501-382-9516. For September, our office visit is only $79. That includes your exam, blood work, and testos. If our specialist can't prove to you that the treatment works, your office visit is absolutely free. I am 58 years old, I have more energy, and I am performing like I am 21 again. I feel amazing. Come to the Little Rock Men's Clinic. We treat low T, ED, Peyronie's disease, and offer a male enhancement procedure. Call the Little Rock Men's Clinic at 501-382-9516. That's 501-382-9516. Or visit littlerockmensclinic.com. Roger Scott, I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, the problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. Justin Anchor reminding you that if you want the job done right, then don't stress. Just go with the best. Certipro Painters is your go-to painting company. You can get your free estimate scheduled at certipro.com. That's Certa with a C. Each Certipro Painters business is independently owned and operated. People who are going to be responsible and people who are going to be accountable to you and your family to make sure your project gets done right. So if you've been thinking about sprucing up your home or business for the fall season that is almost upon us, you need to get Certipro on the case. Use the company that I've used many times over over the years. It is Certipro Painters. You'll be happy you did. It's hard being the number one midday sports talk show in Arkansas. What can you expect when you're on top, you know? It's like Napoleon, when he was the king, you know, people were just constantly trying to conquer him, you know, in the Roman Empire. So it's history repeating itself all over again. Let's see if Justin Agri and Westmore can keep living up to the lofty expectations on the zone. Lovely, Christian. Well done. 1056, Kevin Kelly in for Westmore. Coach asked me in the break if I saw the Ryan Day, um, Lou Holtz tete-a-tete over the uh, weekend, and I sure did, and we've actually got some parodies of that to share with you coming up here in a bit. Um, Next hour, we're going to talk to Ray Tucker after the Red-White Report, too. Ray had a number of interactions with the great Brooks Robinson, who passed away yesterday, and we're going to get some perspective on his great career and life. Uh, One of my favorite photos I ever took was of Paul Eels interviewing Brooks. He would come back from time to time. We were over at Lamar Porter Field, and I need to go through my scrapbook tonight and find that picture, but that's one of my favorites. Two great um, legends in Arkansas history, and Brooks, obviously, the certainly the greatest baseball player ever born in the state. Had a lot of good ones over the years, but you know when you look at him being a first ballot Hall of Famer and how many time All-Star coach? 18. 18-time All-Star. That's a lot of All-Stars. really is. Won an MVP. Gold gloves. Gold glover. I mean, did all the things. That's only given to one person at that position, right? Right. Yeah, that's big time. It really is impressive. So, anyway, uh, RIP and uh, certainly thoughts and prayers to his family, but, uh, I mean, just a great one. And the cool thing is he didn't live here afterwards, but he would come back here on a regular basis. So, uh, pretty awesome. We're going to hit a break. We'll be back for the second hour, Red White Report. Ray Tucker talking to us a little bit about the great Brooks Robinson. And I do mean the great. Got a little bit from Jim Palmer, too, former teammate, talking about Brooks Robinson. Michael Felder will join us at 1130. We'll delve into some of the college football games this weekend. Got a lot of Asher Record Live fan feedback. Haven't checked Southern Structural Solutions text line just yet, but we'll do some of that as well. And in our final hour, the voice of the Texas A&M Aggies, Andrew Monica, will join us. What's your most important question to ask him? <laughs> has he been around? Has he been around Jimbo and Bobby Petrino to actually see the interaction? My question is going to be: Do you think he can keep Jimbo off the field this week? Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, 